I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora e te whanau. Welcome to the shit show, the place that you come, I assume, to get the news. I assume you come for the news and stay for the banter or you come for the banter and stay for the news. Either way, good that you're getting some news. Wow, great. One of your best intros, I reckon, Liz. Do you actually think? Yeah. We you being sarcastic? Because I'm not going to lie. As I was saying that, I was like... This is coming to me quite naturally. <laughs> Come for the banter, stay for the news. Come, I, well, I almost feel like sometimes it's half and half, right? We'll do our news stories, but the fucking chatter around it is, takes up more of the pot. Oh, legit, I don't think anyone actually cares about the news. They're just here I for us. I think they might be. Um, we did start off the podcast with two things. One, we laughed about the same like thing that we laughed about last week that's really hard to describe. <laughs> over the mic. <laughs> I forgot all about it. also squished did a COVID test because, and you're going to hear this in one of the news stories, but we sort of are re-entering our COVID era. Whoa. <laughs> exciting. Um, exciting. So Squish has been a little bit sniffly and he's actually done a similar thing to what's been happening to me and Hayden. Is you do a COVID test because you feel like shit. And then after 15 minutes, it's negative. After an hour or so, it's negative. But then you come back after a few hours or after the night and you check it again in the morning because it's just sitting on your table and it's turned positive. Now, we've been told that you can't actually trust these ones that have been left for hours and then turn positive. But um, that happened to Nick last night. So he's just taken one before we got on the mic. So... Just as a little treat for y'all. I know, it's going to be like a little <laughs> exciting reveal. <laughs> a little COVID reveal. Squish, um, aside from the sniffles and the sneezes, how are you, Dar? I'm okay. I haven't been hearing too many Christmas songs in the supermarkets and that yet, which is which is always yeah. pretty good. Um, Nick's a bit of a Grinch when it comes to... No, I like Christmas, just Christmas yeah. songs do my head in. Yes, yes. Um, um, but Dad got angry at me fine. for unplugging the Christmas light so I can plug in my laptop um, the other day. Oh, he was shocked. Were you in the lounge? Yeah. I was going to say, like, that is, that's tough. That's a tough call because unplugging the Christmas lights on the tree is like taking down the stockings so you can put fire, so you can put wood in the fire. Uh, so actually yeah, kind of good. sure. A <laughs> We don't have uh, Christmas in the winter here anyway, so who gives a fuck about the fire right now? Yeah, exactly. The fireplace is a storage for old cardboard at the moment. Now, Squish, I just have to preface that you're about to talk about something um, that I'm really excited to hear about everyone. He's going to talk about the new chat 
AI that's basically basically plotting to take over the likes of the Googles of the world, right, Squishy? Well, yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it more yeah. in a bit, but I think it's pretty crazy. It's pretty incredible. It is. It's quite incredible. And I just did want to – I'm just really excited to talk about that, so definitely stick around for that. But, Squish, first of all, weirdest thing you saw on the web this week? Again, my one's a little bit – it's, like, really niche. Um, Love it. I'm still getting – Elvis Presley remembered forever Facebook posts popping up on my Facebook. Among that and New Zealand um, road scenes from the 60s, 70s and 80s, which is also really weird. Um, it's just basically pictures of Hillman Hunters and Ford Zephyrs parked on the side of the road um, from the 60s, 70s and 80s. But that's not the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week was a tre- uh, tweet from Andrew McFarlane. He's the... Uh, um, Australian correspondent for TVNZ. Um, he tweeted out a picture of the Port Macquarie Hastings Council Christmas tree. And my God. Oh, is it Blake? I'd unplug that to plug in my laptop. It looks so bad. It's like, you know how the Christmas lights usually spiral around the tree, at least in fancy places, like the one in, in Blenheim does. This one looks like they've the contractors, whoever have done it, have just picked up, it's like a kid decorated it. They picked up the <laughs> lights and just threw them at the tree. It's like... Okay, a few things. I'm stuck on you saying Blenheim's a fancy place, which is funny and cute. Okay, well, no, that's not yeah. that's not really the, the bit that you should be picking <laughs> no, up from that. and second of all, it's giving... They put them up, but then the neighbourhood cats... You know how cats are obsessed with Christmas trees? It jumped up, it ripped yeah. them off, and then they're just like, fuck that, we're going to throw them back on. Yeah, they've, they've just been like, oh, the cat, and they're throwing <laughs> them back at the tree. I'll put a picture of it on the... Um, on the shit show Instagram. You guys might think it's acceptable, but I, I don't. No. And, I think they can do better. And that's, and that's actually, look, that's coming from Nick, who's not going to be the, like, who's not as obsessed with Christmas as some people. So, Nick, imagine imagine the real Santas out there looking at this. Luce, I've just, I've just sent it to you. You can, um, you can have a look at it. And give me on your, iMessage or yeah, on iMessage. On it's just, the the loading bar is just moving along oh, the okay. screen as we speak. So when it arrives, give give me your visceral reaction. Okay. In the meantime, though, Luce, oh. we don't have to sit we here giving sit and wait. dead air. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't done a lot of oh. broadcasting in my time. Oh, oh God! Sorry, it's come through. It's come through, Nick. It's worse than what I thought. Like, I, well, no, <laughs> I, I thought. It was like bunched and it looked like a just bunch of Christmas lights stuck in the middle of the tree. But this actually looks fucked. It's like it's not draped around it circularly. Now, this was actually a mundane poll someone wanted me to do. It was do you wrap it around or do you go up and down? But in my head, I was like, who in their right mind puts the Christmas lights on like hor- uh, vertically, like up, down, up, down? Yeah, yeah, like a zigzag, no way. This looks really bad. The only good part about it is that they've wrapped some lights around the trunk of the tree. Yeah, and it is a real tree as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like a real tree growing in the ground, not a real tree that they've chopped down and plonked in the middle of the town square. It's a real tree. So shout out to Port Macquarie for that, but the rest of it is bad. Shout out for the real tree. Squish, my um, weirdest thing, and this is actually kind of interesting as well, but I got access to um, some of the Google's year in searches. You know how um, 
at the end of each year, it's always quite interesting to when Google releases their year year in trending searches. And so these are the things, these are the 10 biggest things that like, or that had the biggest spikes, right, throughout the yeah. year. And believe you me, there was a huge list that got sent through. And like, I didn't know what was really that interesting. But then when I saw these three things come one after another, after another, I was like, okay, I kind of want to talk about that. So we have the the prompts, why does Gen Z, why do millennials, and why do boomers? And I'm just going to read you through them. So top trending searches of 2022, why does Gen Z not want to work? Why does Gen Z not want kids? Why does Gen Z have so much anxiety? <laughs> so they're the first three. And it's like, um, basically, why are you searching this? Have you seen the world? Have you looked at the world and and then there's things like why does gen z act entitled why do they complain so much why do they look old i don't know what that's about maybe it's because 14 year olds etc look way cooler and way older than i did when i was 14 um then squish we move along to why do millennials why do millennials hate their parents have no respect have (laughs) Have no respect quit so easily hate gen z hate phone calls, have whiny voices. So, like, who the fuck is searching these? But also... Like, those ones in particular. Those ones in (laughs) particular who are searching that. Why do millennials have no respect? No, no. Why do millennials have whiny voices? And to be fair, like... Why do millennials hate to work Sundays? Why does anyone (laughs) hate to work Sundays? Well, Nick, you're sounding... So, Nick's a millennial, everyone. But Nick acts like a boomer. Or no, he acts like a millennial... Well, you probably just heard it in his whiny voice just then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, no, but then, Squish, why do boomers? Now, Here we go. this one, I'm, I'm going to read them all out because there's not a single good one. <laughs> why do boomers hate video games? Why do boomers suck? Why do boomers hate technology? Why do boomers hate change? Like this one. Why do boomers keep crashing the economy? <laughs> no, I like these two. Why do boomers talk over TV? Why do boomers talk over everything? <laughs> why? Lucy, you might be a boomer. <laughs> yeah. Why do boomers hate skaters? Why do boomers hate motorcycle riders? And why do boomers hate new music? Now, Nick, eight out of ten of those are why do boomers hate. Yeah. Oh, that's no, interesting. No, not eight out of ten. Yeah, not eight out of ten. Three. But a lot. Four, five, six. Six out of ten are why do boomers hate. But they're all negative. The interesting thing about that is anyone searching about boomers are searching negative stuff. And maybe that's because boomers are searching stuff less because... They hate technology, apparently, and so all the millennials and Gen Z are skewing the results. Yes. Anyway, I did. That was the weirdest thing I saw. Not like, not unpredictable, right? If you were going to maybe guess what top trending searches would be, but just bizarre to think that people are actually sitting there searching that, and they're searching that in Google, Nick. But where might they be searching things like that in the future? Well, that's interesting, Lucy, because I've just, <laughs> I've just. Um, taken one of those and put it into my little AI friend. Um, and it's telling me that there's too many requests and I have to slow down, which is interesting. So maybe AI isn't taking over the oh. world. Maybe AI just needs a Christmas break. They are experiencing exceptionally high demand, apparently. Anyway, anyway, I think that was a really good segue um, to what I'm going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about chat GPT, which is 
this amazing artificial intelligence tool from OpenAI. ChatGPT may not have a physical body, but is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Um, it's a large language model, which means that it's been trained on like, a massive amount of text data over the past few years in order to understand and respond to like natural language input. Like you ask it a question in the way that you would ask any sort of question, and it will come back with a pretty well thought out answer. ChatGPT isn't just some boring old computer program. Um, it's a smart... Question. In- yeah. Did ChatGPT write this? Fuck you, Lucy. I was going to announce oh. that at the end of the-, <laughs> the... Sorry. It's just I know your way of writing and I know your way of speaking, but I'm loving, I'm loving that people can maybe listen to this now knowing that it's written by the chatbot. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I mean, obviously, I'm your fucking sister. I know how you speak. <laughs> yeah, and you've listened to it and you know how I write, but I've... Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll keep going and then we can... Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's even better now. Keep going. It's a smart and sassy AI with a wealth of knowledge at its <laughs> disposal. In fact, Luce, it's so knowledgeable that ChatGPT is able to answer just about any question that you throw its way. Now... You might be wondering, who made ChatGPT? Well, that would be the team at OpenAI. Um, OpenAI is a leading research institute in the field of artificial intelligence. These guys are at the cutting edge of AI development. Um, and ChatGPT is just the latest in a long line of innovations from their team. Um, the goal here was to create a more natural and intuitive way for people to interact with AI. And boy, did they succeed. <laughs> is this still ChatGPT? Oh, this is all ChatGPT. Oh my god. So basically, sorry, just quickly, this is already an example of how Nix used this to to do his job? Yeah, right? Exactly. Like... That's so interesting. And it's kind of coming off like I could pass. I'll run through a a few examples of what ChatGPT can do later on. Cool. I know what you're thinking. Will ChatGPT take my job and then take over the world? The answer is no. ChatGPT is designed to assist, not replace, human workers. And as for world domination, I think we're a long way from that. Um, (laughs) So I have a few notes just as you slash ChatGPT is talking, just quickly. So for anyone wondering... Um, open AI, they also did, and Squish and I have talked about this and so have Liv and I, they also did DALI 2, yeah. which was when you put the prompt in and it creates a, a photo or an image, which um, we had some debates about, but like Squish is saying right now, or like ChatGPT is saying about how it will assist in your work, it shouldn't take it over, which is a very optimistic way of looking at things, obviously, but it's... The, the reason that I kind of think that this will assist in your work rather than take over is like how Nick was just talking and I could pick up on the fact that the tone, et cetera, wasn't quite there, but it gave you a really good, like like if you'd Googled something, it gave you a really yeah, good exactly. Wikipedia page on it. And it's yeah. not like I just typed in, tell me about ChatGPT. Like I had to, yeah, I had to, cr- I had to craft well. the question in the right way. Yeah. So that's a really good example is what I'm trying to say of you showing how it can assist but not do the yeah. work unfortunately chat gpt is not is not answering my question as to why the boomers keep crashing the economy but anyway that's we can we can talk about <laughs> burrow's furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's next for AI? Well, that's a million-dollar question, isn't it? Some people think that we're on the cusp of a new era of AI where machines will be able to do just about anything that humans can do. Others are more sceptical and think that we're still a long way off from true artificial intelligence. Some experts predict that we'll see even more advanced natural language processing, allowing AI to understand and respond to complex questions and commands. Others think we'll see AI start to take on more creative tasks, like writing and composing music. And speaking of writing... Did you know that the segment was actually written by ChatGPT? That's right. <laughs> All of this was generated by AI. Pretty cool, huh? So there you have it. The exciting world of ChatGPT. Keep an eye out for more advancements in AI. And as always, stay squishy. Oh, it wrote all of now, that. It wrote all of that. Now, so I edited a little I, bit. I took away... It yeah. referred to itself as a she a lot, which was really interesting. Oh, okay. um, well, when that's... Like Alexa and Siri, you know, I feel like women are often trained. Women are often the baseline for these. Yeah, I found things. it really, really weird. Like I didn't, I tried a couple of different ways of phrasing the question as well to try and remove that from its, um, mm. from its answers. But I had to, I had to go through after the fact and, you know, change she and her to, to make chat GPT seem more like a uh, program rather than a human which was kind of concerning. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think that's a really interesting point. Nick, just on the uh, some people thinking we're on the cusp and some people being like we're still far away from this AI revolution, like I think it's pretty obvious that regardless of whether we implement this like in our day-to-day lives 100% of the time, we are on the cusp just in the past like six months. Oh, my God, yeah. Especially in the past six months, like we've seen Dali 2 yeah. come out, we've seen this come out, we've seen a, a number of different um, chat language AI yeah. um, programs coming out. We've seen, I mean, I've only been using this to generate text, basically. I've been using it to generate funny things in the style of you know, other people and little songs and little poems and things. But online, people have been getting it to write code, people have been getting it to write yes. like, legal letters. I will say, obviously, there is quite a big margin for error. Um, that people have been finding in, like, you can't take, you should still have your critical thinking oh, for hat sure. on. I've, I've asked it some pretty um, technical wine questions, like about about um, my job and different tests and things. So I've asked it, so how do I perform an SO2 test on a sample of wine um, using mm-hmm. using the aspiration method? Like, I've given it quite specific, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's quite specific question, and it's just come back with, like, not a totally wrong answer. Like it really tries and it gives you like really solid yeah. steps and a lot of the steps are correct, but yeah. it's just not right. So you do have to take what it gives you with a grain of salt, right? Like And not to be that not to be that person, that is sort of what worries me because obviously not to be like we live in the world of misinformation and disinformation, but when like eighty percent of things look right and look professional and look legit, and a few of them are wrong, that is where we fall into, like, fake. Yeah. That's where you believe it all and spread fake shit. Um, what, what it can be good for, 
well, what I've seen is like picking up errors and things. So people putting in their code and just blatantly being like, what's the bug or what's yeah. the error in this code? That's interesting. Because that saves like that saves that developer heaps of time. I could see you like lighting up about something. I'm assuming it's answered your question about the boomers. Um, it hasn't answered my question, unfortunately. It's this is the this is the only time that I've tried to use this thing and it hasn't like worked perfectly flawlessly every time. So that's kind of annoying. But um, I did do a couple of I did do a couple of examples um, before we came on air. I've got a short poem to read for you, Lucy, if you're interested. I am. So I won't, I won't give you the question, the input I gave it. I'll just read the poem. Are you ready to hear the poem? Mm-hmm. Lucy, my love, you are my shining star. I cannot live without you, near or far. Your, your beauty and grace, they fill my heart. I am so grateful we never have to part. But there is one thing that I must confess. I hate menthols. They are a true mess. <laughs> they make me nauseous and give me a headache. I cannot stand them. They are a mistake. But despite this flaw, I still love you. You are my everything and I will be true. I will never leave you or cause you strife. I'm yours forever and you are my life. Is that written from the POV of one Matty Healy? A short poem from Matty Healy to Lucy expressing his love for her and his hate for menthols. Don't like menthols. Oh my God, Nick. <laughs> I love that. Are you on Matty Healy TikTok? Yeah, thanks to you and Twitter. Um. Oh yeah. Oh God, your Twitter must be oh, an absolute God, it's a mess. Oh no, but I really like it because then you are actually up with the obsession, which is what we require as part of the Siska universe. <laughs> I'm just trying my best not to get fired. <laughs> You're very good at being up with the obsession. Um, I do. Okay, that was great. Nick also sent me a really funny story about um, Maddie Healy like being in love with me. And honestly, it had me blushing. Like ChatGPT needs to kind of chill out. <laughs> Nick, I did see a really interesting thing on Twitter, and this is from someone that works in an industry that has been affected by AI quite a bit. Um, And there will be, like, to be fair, there will be industries, like my job could turn into a pure, like, editing job, you know? Like, there are industries that will be. Well, that's why I asked it to do some technical wine questions, um, so it doesn't yeah. to make sure that it doesn't take my job. That's what I was thinking about you the other uh, last night before we were talking about this. I was like, jobs like mine and like creative industries or writing industries or whatever, like either be assisted or threatened. But practical jobs like yours, you could use it to really like if it was really good, you could ask it questions and then be like, oh fuck, okay. Mm. I should go and do that, but you know more than this thing. Anyway, this this person um, said, I spent decades of my life learning foreign languages only to see the translation industry destroyed by AI. The inferiority of the machine translations a few years back did not stop the destruction of the industry. So this was written, um, this was this is talking about AI a few years ago and how it came in with like machine learning and Google Translate. And it wasn't good but it still meant that um, this person is saying that the price for translators had spent all their lives like um, studying yeah. this went way, way down. And then they got taken on as editors of this machine learning, which is what I did when I was living in Colombia. They would have something translated. They were having like fiction novels translated, right? And then I would have to go through and edit them. But it's not editing. It's so bad that you are actually rewriting it. You're basically translating it from the machine learning. 
but you're just being. Well, you're translating it from from broken English to English that makes sense. Yeah, and and but like the they were being paid like half the price because they were just editing it. They weren't fully apparently fully translating it, and so even though it wasn't good, their their whole industry was worth a lot less. And then they had studied and were getting paid a lot less. And I just thought. That was. I don't want to be cynical about this in particular because I think it's really interesting, and I like. I'm quite excited to learn how it can help. But industries like that, I actually do feel for the people that are like, "Oh fuck, this could either not take my job, but it could devalue it a little bit." Yeah, yeah. But then it could also make them like incredibly more efficient. Y- yes, as long as they can charge the same and get their bag, or like maybe they'll have to do more, which is kind of bad for. It's what capitalism wants. But I think this has way, this has like profound use cases, right? For good. Oh my God. The more you, you know, the more you try it out and the more you play with it, the, the more powerful you, you see it can be. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it could be like Google, except you don't have to trawl through so many different. Yeah. Oh, which again, just isn't good if you're looking to fact check shit. Because it's sometimes good to go through heaps of different sources, but if you're asking a basic question and it can just lay it all out for you instead of like a recipe, Nick, instead of having to read the life story of the person before you get to the recipe. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I did ask it yesterday. I asked, "What is the secret to the world's best chocolate chip, like ch- chocolate chip cookie?" And it came up with like a list of different factors, mm-hmm. um, and they, then it prefaced it with um, taste is personal, so. Your, ex- yeah. you know, your experience may vary yeah. with these. It talked about the quality of chocolate. It talked about all these different things. Like you can add espresso powder. It came wow. up with a whole bunch of different little, like, like wow. it's really thought about it. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's actually. I asked it to, and you don't have to include this. Um, I asked it to write Donald Trump doing a speech about a media company he doesn't like called She, she Care About Run About Lucy, and it is. I only I only did Donald Trump because he's got a very distinct way of speaking. Can you read it? I can. I can't do a Donald Trump impression, but I'll, I'll read it and you'll be able to. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today to talk about a media company that is truly a shit show. It's called Shit You Should Care About, and it is run by a woman called Lucy. Now, I have to tell you, I don't like this company. I don't like it one bit. First of all, the name is just terrible. Who wants to read about shit they should care about? Not me, that's for sure. And as for Lucy, I have to say, she is not a good person. She is a very dishonest person. She lies, she cheats, and she tries to make people believe things that are not true. But the worst thing about she she care about is the content. It's just garbage. It's fake news. It's full of lies and misinformation. And let me tell you, no one cares about the crap they write. It's a waste of time and a waste of money. So my fellow Americans, I urge you to stay away from shit you should care about. It's a disgrace to the media industry, and it's not worth your time or attention. Thank you, and God bless America. Like... Kind of sounds like some of our trolls from America anyway. <laughs> Bro, you throw that through a Donald Trump voice generator. There's and no way that's not coming through as legit. Yeah, and then you throw that on top of a deep fake of Donald Trump and he's basically made a statement about us. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's a it's a bloody, it's, well, I don't know, it could be an international event. It could be, it could be anything that they're doing this about. Maybe you, you could, should do you that. Make the, maybe you could make this go viral. Yeah, maybe we should do that for some marketing. Because basically, whatever Donald Trump says, you should do the opposite. Also, I'm not going to talk about this as a news story, but um, Ruby mentioned to me yesterday that the Trump organization has been found guilty of, I think it was 17 different charges, like of tax crimes. Of tax shit. evasion, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, the, the thing that we all thought was happening 
is, is confirmed yeah. to be happening. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, everyone, right. you're not getting a full news story on that, but just as Squish was talking, I was like, fucking hell. Coming from this guy whose organization has just been found guilty of all these things. It's just garbage. It's fake news. I I kind of love that. And you did have a little bit of Donald Twang in there. A little bit of Donald Twang. I've done a Harry Styles song about Lucy Blackson, but I'm not going to read that out. Okay. Well, look, there's just... It's incredible. There's just so many things. Honestly, I might get on there when it's when it's back up and, and not under too much press and, and make some... Stuff for Cisco, or no, you can just send me some of these and I'll post them. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a few on a Google Doc. I can, I can send you. And everyone, you're gonna, if you want to see this in sort of print, you can go to today's um, edition of the newsletter, and I'll put some of Nick slash Chat GPT's fucking words in here. Squish, I'm only going to bring one story today because I know that I really just wanted the episode to kind of be focused around that chat we just had yeah cool. um, but then also something that we can't really ignore and i'm sure you've seen it is uh what's going on in indonesia right now um and it's not volcanoes and it's not although there is, it is although it is but there's an eruption of other sorts an eruption of outrage for the tourism industry for the people that are being affected by some of the new laws they've brought in so indonesia has just banned sex outside of marriage for locals and foreigners. So this was actually interesting when I read this because Ruby and I, we had this amazing Balinese Indonesian driver um, at one point when we were going to ride some ATVs in Bali and we got on the topic of his love life because Ruby and I are nosy and he spoke kind of at length for like half an hour about how He's not married to his girlfriend, but they can't really like live together or they can't. He said that a lot of people have accidental marriages in Bali because they get their girlfriends pregnant and then you you can't society at that point. And there was a law about it, but it wasn't really enforced, says that you can't be with someone and have a baby with them without being married. But then it's also really expensive to get married because you have to pay the family like a dowry. And Really? Yeah, and he was just saying that he was really envious of New Zealand and Australians and, and how relaxed and, and just sort of normal our approach to love and marriage and relationships were. And I quite naively was just thinking like, oh, he's just, um, you know, he's just feeling some type of way. Like obviously that would be so fucking annoying, but I didn't realise that it was like a legal requirement. Yeah, yeah. But now it's even more of a legal requirement. So Indonesia's parliament has just passed a sweeping new criminal code that bans anyone in the country from having extramarital sex. So sex before marriage or sex when you're not married with anyone. The interesting thing, the really interesting thing about this is that it applies to both locals and foreigners. And you don't just have to be living in Indonesia. It can be if you're just visiting um, holiday destinations like Bali. But... Um, one thing to note is that for like prosecutions to start, a complaint has to be filed by the children, parents or spouse of the accused couple. So if you are on holiday in Bali sharing a room or it's, you've been found to be sleeping with your partner that you're not married to, it's unlikely that a complaint will be filed at least your family fucking hates you and yeah i was gonna say don't don't go on holiday with the in-laws that don't like you literally well they won't even be in-laws yet will they <laughs> they're not married well no they, yeah true so unmarried couples squish are also banned from living together and if you're caught 
doing things like having sex outside of marry outside of marriage, you'll face up to a year in jail. Um, this this won't be. It says this won't be enforced for about three years, um, and this law has actually existed, but just like across the board hasn't been enforced. But now, now they're actually going to, and so obviously this will seriously target the LGBTQ plus community because gay marriage is illegal, so their only option is to have sex out of marriage, and it's just like kind of barbaric. I was gonna say I'd I would love to like be a fly on the wall of the decision-making process there. I know. Like, and, Nick, it's... It seems like something that's so ridiculous and backwards and stupid and, like, hard to fathom how in any way is a good idea. No, I know. And the the reason that, definitely in the, the BBC, the vibe that I got was, like, the new laws are part of, like, the, a rise in religious conservatism. Um which is interesting because, again, when me and Ruby had lots of conversations asking heaps of questions about the religion over in Bali and how they practice it. And honestly, there were some really beautiful, beautiful things that they do. Like they will take certain days off in the year to let like the world breathe and rejuvenate and like every, no one will use cars. And, and like there's really beautiful things they do for the universe and things they do to like reset, set goals, thank each other and be really community minded. But in terms of the people making fucking decision, make the people in decision making areas, like enforcing these types of laws, it's just like it is really fucked up. And like young people did challenge this um, in Jakarta, they protest it, but then also some of the new laws now are like insulting the president becomes a criminal offense and expressing views counter to the national ideology is banned so it's sort of like what we saw in hong kong it's like what we see in china yeah i was gonna say it's a pretty slippery slope from from here isn't it it's really really unfortunate and and like bali which is in indonesia obviously is such a huge holiday destination especially for aussies yeah for sure they've just like covid ruined them we the people that we spoke to over there who were working in the tourism industry said they all had to go home and like work on their family farms if they were lucky enough to have family that had farms. Yeah. And they basically were ruined by COVID. And now Australian outlets are calling this the Bali Bonk Ban, which, like, I don't know if that's in very good taste, but I guess it's like the Australians are probably a bit scared and finding a loss, finding this as a bit of a loss as well because it's their favourite. Honestly, it's all Australians over there. Yeah, I, I worked with an Australian and his um, his mum had a timeshare over there. Like, he yeah. was looking forward to taking it over when, when she didn't want it anymore. Like, it's crazy. Like, they love it. They love it. They lo- and it is. It's incredible. The people are amazing. And they've somehow kept the culture so ingrained, kept the gorgeous like Indonesian culture within all the touristy shit. Like, it still feels very authentic. And, and to be honest, all the people we met loved having foreigners come over like they oh yeah they didn't feel any way about like too many foreigners vacationing in their reality they were like this is great for the economy it's happened really quickly in the past few years and we love it but this is just yeah not only fucked for human rights kind of fucked for the economy if people are too scared to go over there so Hmm. yes that's my that's my big news story and also just quickly as a follow-up to what we spoke about last week. Nick, did you see that China are easing some of their lockdown, uh, some of their zero COVID policies? Yeah. 
super quick, super, super quick. We were talking about the protests happening in China last week. Um, and now, sort of thanks to the protests, um, people with mild enough COVID are not going to have to be separated from their families and go into forced facilities like they once had to be. They also will no longer have to show tests for most venues and can actually travel a bit more freely within the country. This is kind of cray because I don't know how often China actually listened to dissent. Well, there never there never is any dissent. Yeah. Like, that is um, Xi Jinping's, like, number one the like rule yeah. is like no dissent yeah. in the population. And then we saw this like outbreak in COVID and dissent. And yeah, they have they've backed down a little bit, it feels it feels like. I do know people are quite nervous because they've not seen quote unquote this country back down before. And China does have a bit of a history in super heavy surveillance without people knowing and, and putting people in sort of work camps, etc. So I, I wonder, I don't want to be cynical, but I wonder if there's something else that might replace, um, I don't know, some of the forced facilities. Nick, China's having like 30,000 cases a day right now. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of my friends that just got back from China. He's just been living there for the past three or four years since before COVID happened um, to now. So he's seen it all. And he said, yeah, it's like, it's, you need a COVID test every three days. If you want to like leave to go do shopping, it's, it's incredible. He said he's had hundreds and thousands of of COVID tests. Yeah. He he wouldn't recommend going there. God, Speaking of, how's yours? Speaking of, I'm negative. negative. Nice. At this stage, maybe if I leave it for 24 more hours, I'll be positive, but at this stage, it's just a snotty nose. Yes. Squish, do you have a positive news story for us to end the day on, in the pod on? I do. Um, so the firefighters in New Zealand, the professional paid firefighters, are getting a pay rise, so that's pretty that's cool. That's good. Out of everybody that you don't want to be striking, it's probably the the health workers, number one, and then firefighters are pretty close up behind. Um so after months of strikes over pay and workplace issues, um, the Fire and Emergency New Zealand and the New Zealand Professional Firefighters Union, it's a bit of a mouthful, mm-hmm. um, have agreed to settle terms. So uh, on the table are wage increases of 24%, blood screening for early cancer detection and um, medical response recognition, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the proposed settlement would not have been possible without the support of the government, an NZPFU spokesman said. The proposed settlement is much more than numbers. It's a start to appropriately address safe systems of work and necessary occupational health and wellbeing support and assistance. Well, so shout out firefighters. That is shout out getting cats from trees and stuff. And oh. oh, and just good to know that the people have listened and given these like first responders what the fuck they need. Yeah, they deserve it. They do deserve it. Really quick hot take because I want to get it on mic before it's like a really popular take maybe. Um, Or maybe it's not. Nick, have you seen the National Party's TikTok account? I have. Um, I've seen one. Not that I follow them. I just see them pop up every now and then. Same. But I scrolled through it yesterday and they have a really good um, social media person doing their TikToks because one of them was really, really bleak. But then I went and looked through a bunch of them and I was like, holy fuck, whoever you've got in is obviously Gen Z and it's they're like doing a really good job. And one thing that I was a bit worried about is like 
Young people, and me included, are the generation that will actually vote based on the, um, like, you know, the presence, the social media presence of someone that seems like they get it yeah, or it's yeah, funny yeah, yeah, or yeah, seems yeah. relatable. And it just kind of worried me. And I just wanted to put it on mic so that maybe other people start thinking this way. It's like, just because someone, you know, has a really funny TikTok and usually shit like that sways it doesn't sway me fully obviously like it's not like I'm seeing something funny and being like I'll fucking vote for them but I am just like there's a lot of people that I can imagine at uni that you know don't know the power of their vote or or just vote because they know they need to which is great because you should vote but I just am a little bit worried with this rise in social media and TikTok etc that the funniest almost like the funniest or most relatable will win and I've looked at the opposition obviously or the current government's TikTok, the Labour government, well, I've looked at their social media in general, pretty cringe, like pretty, I don't even actually know if they have a TikTok, but I do have a fear that the funniest talk might get the vote. So Labour, get on that shit or Greens or someone or everyone else, just maybe get AI to write your TikToks for you. Yeah. But do you, do you get what I, do you kind of get what I mean? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm sure it's it'll have an impact. I don't think it's going to be the funniest TikTok wins the election, be all and end all. Maybe it would be a pretty interesting way to, like, if it was a tie. Um, yeah. No, I'm just... We could, I'm, we could have a competition. And I'm purely thinking about the young vote. And you know when you get, like, swept up in your uni when you're in a hall or whatever, and it's like, right, we all need to go and vote. And if people haven't really thought about it and they get there and they're like, fuck yeah, I just scrolled past that real funny thing. Like, that's the only reference I have. Tick. Jeez, Luce, we're, we're a whole year away from the no, election, basically, and you're already freaking out. I know, no, it's just something I was thinking about as I watched it, and I was like, oh, fuck, God, is this what's next? Anyway, Tim. Oh, I, don't, I don't think when I'm watching TikToks. <laughs> I know, but everything is content. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, you've got a crazy brain. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, but I do. No, but I'm allowing him to say that, folks. <laughs> um, I've got permission. She's my sister. Yes, he has permission. Everyone, um, if you love this episode, obviously go rate and review it. Today's the last day that you can vote in the podcast awards. And I know this is confusing, but for listener's choice, please, if you could vote for Culture Vulture, that would be amazing. Vote for the shit show. <laughs> um, the shit show's already been nominated and Best Current Affairs. Unfortunately, you can't vote for that, but great, great for us to be up there. That's because you're all listening and we love you for that. Please come and subscribe to the newsletter and get involved in our Substack chats. Um, they've quickly become a highlight of my day, of my life. Squish, you're over on the shit show Instagram. Uh-huh. And I was going to say next week we'll be doing this in person. We won't be. Next week we will be doing this still remotely, but the week we're going to do maybe a special in-person one when I come home for Christmas. Right, Squish? For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Right, team. You go and enjoy the rest of your days. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.